0: Big Footy Blues. Big Footy Blues. Big Footy Blues. Come on, the Big Footy Blues. Big Welcome everybody, it's Bigfooty Blues podcast night and the navy blue stars are lighting up the sky. I'm ODN and we're going old school tonight as I am joined by long-term podcast inmates,
1: Shandog. Hello, hello everyone. I may still be a little drunk from the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and happy
0: dude.
2: Hey, how's it going? Well, it was
0: the <laughs> opposite to those two reactions. <laughs> uh,
2: how are you feeling,
0: guys? You know, on cloud nine, obviously happy days. Not um, f- feeling pretty good about uh, what's been transpiring the last couple of weeks since we've uh, we've been on air.
1: Oh, how could you not? I think it's been brilliant. Mm. A couple of yeah. wins was what we really needed, and I think it was awesome for uh, everyone—the club, the players, all the supporters—just to um to see those uh, little steps that we're taking in the right direction. And uh, I'm cool. sure we'll get into it, you know, how we're doing with these games. But it's just so so validating and awesome, especially after some of the the negative um, press we've copped towards the start of the season.
0: Uh, happy news! Is it true that you haven't seen both our last two games, or one of them at
1: least? Uh, no,
2: that that is true. Um, that's really I, I said. Had to, I had to work, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I, I missed both of them, and I'm going to miss the one that's coming up this weekend as well. So Saturday mm-hmm. games are out for me. So no access to the website or anything like that? Uh, not to live stream. I have score updates.
0: Ah, uh, well, that's uh, that's a shame. So you should be a really big help
2: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some, some people didn't want to be on because they hadn't seen the game, but I'm not that scared.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, no! Because you'll just go on. You'll go on and talk anyway, regardless of what what, uh, what the subject is. Yeah, he's going to be all I'll, about. I'll find,
2: them, some, I'll find some things to mention. He's going to be all about
1: the, <laughs> the meta Carlton, everything outside the game.
0: Um, just a little bit of housekeeping, guys, before we start talking about the last two weeks of football. Um, over the last two weeks, Caleb Marchbank and Samo Petreski Seaton have given Carlton back-to-back Nab Rising Star nominations, which is you. unheard of. For us. Um, anything to say about those two guys? How they've been going? About the uh, nominations?
1: It's nice, but Carrazzo's been robbed, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's brilliant. What from what I hear, to... they've
2: had crackers. Crackers? Are oh, you going to have to explain hear? that one to me? Like, cracker of a game.
1: Cracker, cracker. Oh, yeah, oh crack-y. I,
2: I yeah, thought it was a <laughs> crack. <going> <laughs> 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 no, just because I didn't see it, so I said from what I hear.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. No, they did. Uh, um, I think um, uh, Marchbanks had a really solid start to the whole year. He deserved his and um, uh, SBS same as well. And he's in the last couple of games, just taken another sort of gone to another level, and was yeah. definitely um the best sort of performed rising State eligible player I reckon uh, this week. And it was just an absolute Monty to get it. So no real surprise, but it's it's still awesome.
0: Well, even the neutrals were saying that he should have got that he deserved it. So, Mm. um, it's it's amazing to see neutral supporters actually uh, talking up anything Carlton. So, uh, he must have
1: deserved it. It Makes me feel funny.
0: Uh, Just uh, before we came on air, um, you guys were talking about um, something that was just posted quite of interest to us. Was it you, Chando?
1: Uh Yeah, I did, did see that, that post. It was uh, uh, Murph Cruz Mitch, I think his name was. I haven't got it up in front of me now, but I'm pretty sure that was the poster, who was saying that uh, the news is, I'm, I'm not sure if he was referencing uh, a journo or something like that, or whether it was just a bit of a, a rumour mill thing, but he was saying <laughs> that um, Daisy has uh, like rescinded the, the number of games required clause in his contract so that he's just sort of... Uh, not holding the club to that and is just now going to be obviously played on merit I guess and um, yeah I think he wrote in there it was a very unselfish thing to do which um, which I'd agree with as well so it looks like that's not going to be hanging over the club's head if he's correct and um, we don't have to worry about triggering Daisy's next year it's just going to be all based on performance I guess so he's, he's, backing if, um, himself, he's backing himself in to play well for the rest of the year. Yeah that's a positive way of looking at it I think.
0: That's very good also, just on a on a more general AFL community um, line, um, Louis the Lip Richards passed away today, age ninety four. He was a Collingwood player and uh, Collingwood identity, but he's also an AFL identity, and uh, sort of uh, much loved for his uh, TV work and, and, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Louis Lou Richards. Uh, used to love back in the day. <clears throat> probably before you guys, probably doubting you know, really dating myself. But uh he used to he, he used to be the one that used to make uh, all these outlandish predictions and stuff and if he you know saying oh if if such and such wins this week then I'm gonna go and uh walk on my <laughs> walk on my hands all the way down the mall or something like that in Melbourne or you make some sort of stupid or wear a chicken suit or I'm gonna do this or that. So he used to be the one that would uh be uh the kiss of death if you like. Um as far as his predictions go. So it was a very colourful identity and uh, a loss to the AFL community, I guess. A
1: bit of of sad poetic irony then uh, with with Sam Newman on the footy show saying he'd eat that Carlton jumper and and was forced to after we beat the Swans. It's kind of a nice Did way. he actually do it though? Cuz I, yeah. I don't watch I don't watch the the program uh, that it, he appears on. It started getting a bit cringy, so I didn't watch the whole thing in detail, but I did see him shove a couple of nice big pieces of the, the jumper that had been cut up in his mouth.
0: Wouldn't be able to swallow it. would just <laughs> I don't I don't
1: think he did, no.
0: No, no, it's just a bit of. A,
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the weekend wake. <laughs>
1: This is the weekend Week.
0: Okay, so we've got a double header, weekend wait this time. Uh, no podcast like last week, so we're talking a little bit about round six and uh, and round seven. Uh, in round six, Carlton defeated Sydney fifteen seven ninety seven to 11, twelve seventy78 goals to. Right with four, two to Casbolt and Cruiser, and singles to Weedering, Petreski, Seaton, Simpson, Charlie Kerno, Ed Kerno, and Cripps and Smets. Uh, best named in the best for Carlton were Doherty, Murphy, Wright, Simpson, Cripps, Casbolt, and Ed Kerno. Um, we uh, injury wise, uh, Jack Sylvani uh, suffered a shoulder injury. Uh, Laid a nice bump on. I think it was. Uh, i trying to remember who it was now. I Might have been Zach Jones or something Jones, like that. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, and injured his shoulder and came off and didn't take any further part of the game. And Wheatering had a cork thigh. He did play again in round seven. Uh, Fisher missed round seven with a hamstring injury. Um, I don't know if, guys, you want to talk about that game specifically? You just want to talk about the run of form over the two weeks?
2: Um, I, I reckon we can do them both individually because um, yeah. they were both quite good performances, especially after the um, that. Whatever you want to call it, that we served up against Port Adelaide, yeah. um, sorry, South Australian members and fans. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, um, the the both individual performances were quite well, so I can just already spoken about it on their own. And uh, cool. I don't know how much it was spoken about in the in the game day thread, but I found it very strange that it was the first time we played Sydney at the MCG in 31 years.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. um I don't know. I, I like it though. I think
2: we should continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw that stat and I thought that can't be right. And then I thought about it a bit more. I thought, well, we were at Princess Park until um 2005. Um, Sydney, you know, ducked out of the finals for a bit through the 90s when we were in the finals, and then uh, yeah, we we went straight to to the Docklands after that. But, well, yeah. yeah, good on us for stopping, buddy. That's well, what I want to say. Is but buddy always tears us apart and uh, and and ASOS. Or whatever everyone else wants to call him as well, uh, <laughs> yeah. seemed to seem to do quite a good job on him.
0: Alex Silvani, his first game in navy blue, of course, um, part of the Silvani dynasty, I guess. Um, he and Sam Rowe did their jobs on the bigger forwards and allowing um, Caleb Marchbank and um, and Lockie Plowman to do their intercepting bit. Um, you know they can they were able to play tall, small, and um and leave their men because they weren't taking the the, the two top forwards. Um. So and that's probably what led to Caleb Marchbank getting his rising star nomination. Um, I also
2: think um with Caleb Marchbank, is he's a really good uh, team intercept uh, uh, defender. So like he works well in a team setup rather than an individual one-on-one type setup. So when the whole team um defense plays well, like in the Sydney game. He really shines because that's like the environment where he's he thrives.
1: Yeah, and the stats back so up on that. I'm pretty sure he's leading the comfort intercept marks. So yeah, yeah, um, you're yeah, yeah. definitely right there.
2: Yeah, which oh. is good because um a, a lot of our defenders um seem to all be based around playing that role um, in in the team defense, which is good. That's what I like seeing, and it, it's mm. a modern way the games that the games definitely going because like uh, the big gorilla defenders that were mm. even still hanging about. Uh, Ten years ago, just don't seem to be there anymore.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with Marchbank too, because a lot of uh, a lot of our supporters for the Tom Williamson might get the um, Rising Star nomination. He hit a fantastic game as well, but it seems oh, he'll,
2: he will this week.
0: Oh yeah, it was a bit bit quieter in seven, but um, I, I think Marchbank got it just because of the consistency of effort. He, like he's been, he was, he's been good every week and getting plenty of possessions for a for a um, backman, um, and. Uh, just, you know, shout outs, especially to um, Sam Doherty and Kate Simpson. Uh, 70 possessions between them, yeah, roughly. That was huge. Between about 90% efficiency, 93 and 87, and 12 marks each, uh, tackles galore. It was, it was just, yeah, uh, like Doherty in 39 possessions. That's his best ever game. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's those, those two were. Herculean, in, the, in effort. Um, so and it's
1: great to see Simpson getting back to. I think that Sydney game was where he really sort of got back to a bit of form. There was people, I think, rightly questioning him a little bit, saying he doesn't seem like the same Simpson from last year. Is age catching up to him, or, or you know something along those lines? But yep. that that Sydney game was one where he really broke out, got, got off the leash again, and I think that's something to do with the setup that we're playing and allowing him to really. Uh, run off a little bit more up the wings and, and get involved in the game there. And, and he's really adapted to that now, as shown in the Sydney and the Collingwood games as well, where he's very effective.
0: Yeah. Um, other shout-outs from that game, of course, uh, Matty Wright with four goals. He's just become such a, you know, such a reliable goal kicker for us. You know, yeah, absolutely. obviously only goal kicker last year, but he's... You know, other people are kicking goals as well, but he's still keeping doing what he does. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, I, I think we talked about his, well, even on the, in the media that he's one of the best, um, delisted free agents of the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, so Stephen Silvani knows what he's doing uh, in that regard. Um, and I think we saw a couple of, um, lovely contested marks from Charlie Curno against the Swans as well. Um,
1: and on that topic actually, I think another really good spark to come out of the Swans game was Casbolt. Was He'd been building a little bit of consistency over the, the previous few weeks, but um, against Sydney, that was when he really um, he absolutely monstered them in the second quarter, I think it was, kicked a couple of goals and um, was just on the end of, of marks all the time. There was a couple of really nice entries we had where we created some space, which is what I think we've been missing in the forward line for quite a lot. Um, and the nature of the, the Pies game that we'll get onto, it, it didn't really suit that style of play, but against Sydney, we were able to expose them a bit, get a, get an open forward line to run and jump at the ball for guys like Casbolt, And he was clunking big marks and then followed it up with, um, some accurate kicking as well. So I think big kudos is, um, is due for Kaz as well. And I think a lot of people have, have posted that. They've said, you know, given him some, some plaudits for his, um, his great work lately. He deserves it too.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. Because he was, it was pretty much a um, you know stand and try to fight off, try to get physical one on one with. But the, the fact that he's actually learning to run and run in behind and and get and get that run up and not letting himself get blocked and and in the wrestling matches, so he's getting a bit smarter. Mm. Um, and also his physicality. can keep waiting. For somebody like Levi should be one of the most physical players in the game. He's a mm. big strapping lad, and um and he's finally decided to start. Letting people feel it, uh, a la, you know, mummy style. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's, uh, makes a big difference. And has it been Casbolt's lift or has it been the team lift that allows Casbolt to do that, you know? So I, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just little dominoes. Things fall into place and other, other bits come up. So, um, the, the team as a, as a whole are dragging each other up. Um,
1: yeah, I so, think you're right. Yeah. I think it's a bit of the team thing, um, with a little bit of better delivery to him, but I think a big part of it is the improvement in his kicking. I think he's, he's, he's far more confident in his ability. He's still shanked one or two, um, but, but the rest of them, when he has kicked the, the ball, um, he hasn't missed by much if he has. And it's been a, just a, you know, like a, a good drop hunt for goal that he's just slightly misdirected rather than an absolute freaking, <laughs> cluster of a kick um, that's just a, a hand grenade going absolutely anywhere um, so yeah. I think that, that confidence in his kicking is really driving his own performance and the team lifting around him is providing him that opportunity which is awesome
0: um, Okay um, let's have a chat about our round 7 match uh,
1: ah, this one
0: <laughs> versus Collingwood Shandog you got a little something to insert in there for us?
1: Yeah sure everyone uh, sing along if you know the words
0: Happy birthday To you Happy birthday To
2: you Happy birthday Little buddy Happy birthday So we should have got a Collingwood poster here to um, blow out the candles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just to abuse for an hour or so. That would have been nice. Oh, we only have to
2: bring them in for this. I've done the Collingwood podcast a couple of times with them over the years. Um and yeah, this would have been fun. <laughs>
0: uh so Carlton twelve seven seventy nine defeated Collingwood eight eight fifty six. Pretty much, we never had it all day. We um, we looked right on from the start. But uh, uh, goals for Carlton, Petrescu, Seaton 2, Wright 2, Kasbott 2, singles to Simpson, Weeder, and Graham, Charlie, Curnow, Gibbs and Thomas. In uh, name the best for Carlton were Petrescu, Seaton, Cruiser, Cripps, Murphy, Marchbank, Simpson and Ed Curnow. Um,
1: a lovely so mix of names in all of that.
0: Oh look, isn't it? What you know? You see, the, mm. a mixture of the seniors and the and and the young players coming through. They're just all, all working together on the same level now. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, on for it's young
1: not... and old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good spread of goal kickers as well, and I think that's one thing we've been lacking too.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it, it's, Team hard to, it, it's hard
1: it, to offense as one was, poster decided
2: to point out.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, the way we're moving the ball, it's it, it's 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 interesting. We we. Well, I think we're uh, second, or hang on, we're first for possessions. Sorry, first for disposals in the competition, um, but we're second last and first first for kicks and second last for. and uh, that's wrong. Sorry, <laughs> first, we're first for kicks. Second last for, handballs, uh, uh, last for handballs and second last for t- total disposals. That shows the discrepancy between our kicking and our handballs. We are so far below every other team as far as handballing this year. Um, I, I thought for a bit we are, we, we're certainly playing possession football. Uh, and a little bit Hawthorn like but we're also not that high in uncontested possessions. So, uh,
2: I wonder I'm how we're so- going for marks in ODN. if we're <laughs> kicking the ball all the time.
0: Yeah, no, we're right up there. We're right up there in marks with, uh, and tackles. I think we're the second in the competition for tackles as well. So, um, yeah,
1: it's it's we're plus ninety six marks. Um, so that uh, against the opposition. So there you go. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and second overall in the in the competition. So, but it, it's 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 Totally different to what how we had been playing. Like we're we're right down at the bottom as far as clearances. We're dead last, right? And so you know you'd think we, we were building the previous couple of years. We we're building our game around Patrick Cripps and his uh, and his clearances and stuff like that. But we don't have the midfield yet. So we we can see that we will need more midfielders. But it's it's obviously we've built from defence. So the ball's still going into our uh, into our. Defence of fifty a lot, but it's coming back out pretty easily. We are, our defence is so is so structured now, so um, we're not getting our. I don't know if it's a, our game, a game plan, is not as taxing as it was. Remember, remember last year or the last couple of years, we were running out of steam because we were working so hard with our running. Now we, uh, it, it's it's smart. It, the running is very smart. We still got the two way runners, but. It's very smart the way we're using the ball and um, and we're still full of legs coming late in games so um, it, it's it's changed around
1: yeah I think there's I only think a few little areas that we we really need to pick up on clearances being one of them but I'm I'm always one who's sort of talking about how not all clearances are made equal um, often their clearances are rubbish the same as same as taps from ruckman most of the time I think they're rubbish yeah
2: I think it was Geelong uh, a few years back when they were really um, in their strength. Uh, I noticed they weren't smashing the competition in clearances, but what they were doing is they were really loading up and attacking from that uh, half-back after a clearance. So, like, regardless of whether... If they won the clearance, that's great, but if they didn't, they were strong in the back, half-back flank, and they'd push out from there, and then sort of, yeah, they'd rebound it from the centre clearance. So, um, because, you know, in the centre clearance, it's so congested right away, you can't rely on that as your sole push forward. And, um, yeah, Geelong were the first team I really noticed using that sort of tactic uh, at the end of last decade.
0: Um, Samo Patreski-Seaton, as he likes to be called, Samo, or the, uh, the Halls Creek Cowboy. Sounds weird he... to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he likes to be called Sammo. It's after his grandfather, I think.
2: Yeah. So Yeah, no, it's... I'll i call him somewhere. It's just when I first started seeing it I thought it was just, just a bit strange.
0: Yeah. I didn't realise at first. I was thinking why are they his name Sam, why are they calling him that? But uh, now I know the story behind between it, uh happy to happy to go with that. Um and um all the halls. He really about.
2: looks like the, the type that's feeling homesick and wants to go home, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, and he wants to go ride some bulls apparently, but so they keep reminding. Mm. But um uh twenty one disposals. Um Ten of those were contested, uh, 71% disposal efficiency, uh, four marks, two goals, one, three tackles. You know, he was, he was three clearances. I mean, and he's, it was only 68% game time. So when he builds more of a tank for AFL football, this is his seventh game. That's a fair effort. Though, so you can see oh. why he won the Rising Star. Exciting.
1: I reckon the- he's going to be our Cyril Rioli. No, no he won't because he'll actually oh, get no. plenty of disposals as well. <laughs> no, that's
0: that's the thing about Petresky Seaton in his in, in his junior days he was able to go forward through the midfield, back. Um he can get, he can play anywhere on the ground. Um so he he's he's got Cyril covered in that regard. he you will have more of a more of a tank. Um but uh, I can see as far as the pressure goes, he is tackling. He is ferocious. There's yeah. one tackle. He just it knocked the stuffing out of somebody. He's such a you know such a little bloke really, in AFL terms. Um, but he, he dive you know the diving efforts and the, and the, and he's really really got no fear. You know you, you don't see him shirking anything.
1: No, he throws uh, himself into tackles and uh, and what he what he lacks in in weight he makes up for in technique and and ferocity and and usually they stick when he tackles. So yep. very very good, and yeah, you could teach the rest of the team a thing or two. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, it's,
0: it's it's so good to see somebody with time and time in traffic, time and space in traffic. So you might have somebody nearby, but he you know he just got that little bit of a subtle twist and turn and stuff like that to buy himself more time. He could be, a, you know, like a like an NFL quarterback if you like, and sort of you know <laughs> stepping up into the pocket and buddy and avoiding uh, t- tacklers. He's uh, and, and he can he can go to he can go to dispose of the ball, see a better option, and pull it back and go that way, like in in, in a wink of an eye. So, ah, um, oh, you know, no wonder we're all salivating. Like yeah. I can't speak.
1: It's a bit like um a bit like a, a basketballer um the way he plays, in, and I don't think he has any background in basketball, but his use of space and 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 spatial awareness around him, he uses every inch and every centimeter that he's got to be able to move, make decisions, and avoid contact. And so it's not these huge, giant, like, uh, ducks and dives and stuff to get away and and sort of try and uh, make his way through traffic. It's just, uh, it is almost that NFL thing as well. The tiniest of little gaps, he'll see it, move towards it, find it, and get rid of the ball. And and he'll do it effectively as well. He's not just going to throw a handball out anywhere, but he hits targets. Um, He's going to be a special player.
0: For all our sort of waxing and waning about what, who we wanted uh, in last year's draft, he was the best available when it got down to us, and um, you know, kind of glad that all these other players went ahead of him now, and uh, we didn't have Subedi you no know, bigger choice because he was originally a, um, a a number one draft pick fancy um, until he got got injured last year. So how lucky have we been? And well, I don't I don't call it luck because Stephen Salvani's. Uh, He's not putting your foot wrong at all. Um, I I guess anybody else you want to give a shout-out for as far as their game goes against Collingwood?
2: We could give uh, Adams a shout-out, as uh, Sector7G has pointed out, um, (laughs) you know, for uh, setting up about half our goals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Look, uh, I've got to to give a shout-out for... I've got probably three names here that I need to give a shout-out for. Um Matthew Cruiser and his form over the last couple of weeks, his form all season, in fact. It's been his best season in his career so far. Um he had it finally had a preseason and he is you know he's
2: showing real. showing why we picked him at number one. Oh,
0: just just he, he's so he's so fanatical at the ball, his a manic attack on the ball in the contest and the pressure he's creating is just um helping this Um, upfield, what he had seven tackles on the weekend, you know, 15 possessions, 14 of those contested, 29 hit outs, six clearances. That's, that's a great game.
2: Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, it's just a shame with his injuries. Um, this is the output that we would have been getting from him otherwise, uh, year after year.
0: Oh, well, I, I don't, you know, people are talking about maybe being out of him having trade value. I want to keep him. You know, he's, he's, he fits into the style of play we have right now brilliantly and he's even starting to take contested marks and, uh, and kick goals as well so yeah um, Oh, I guess we've got to talk about Daisy Thomas, he was dropped from the uh, game, uh, from the side um, coming into the game against Sydney went back to the VFL, got best on ground came back in uh, people weren't quite happy thinking that maybe if he was going to be dropped that would be it um, he's actually come back in and played very well. 20, 20 possessions, uh, nine marks, two contested marks. He had a bottler of a of, of a goal um, where he's um, sold some major candy and ran into an open goal and uh, bonarded it through. Um, that looked like Dale Thomas evolved. Um,
1: who, who was that that he, um, that he that he, he got around? Was it um, side spot? Goldsack, yeah, yeah. Rumour has it he's still sliding out of the MCG <laughs> on his face. That was uh, that was a big dive, big swing and a miss. That <laughs> still makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, At least good... he didn't
2: half-ass it, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, nah, but good on Daisy. Um, I, I'm someone who uh, was a, I was a big supporter of him for the first couple of years, particularly after he did his shoulder and missed that whole season. After finally looking like he was fit again. And I was one of the people who said, Look, you've got to cut the guy a break. No one you can't you can't see that coming and you know he deserves to to have the time needed to get back into the football. He's got the contract, there's no point in bemoaning that. Um but I'm I'm definitely one who's now thinking that this this should be his last year and I hope we don't need to continue playing him from twenty eighteen. But while he's in the side and, and contributing well like he did against Collingwood um, I'm more than happy to to give the two thumbs up and say well played Daisy and and uh, good luck next match as well.
0: And um, just a little bit another player who's been fairly maligned and on the chopping block. Um, Nick Graham's played two decent games in her own.
1: Nicky G has what it takes. I, I I might be the minority this, but he's got it. He just he just needs to believe and. Uh, and get a good run of games at AFL level, and he'll show why he's worthwhile having in the team or having around, uh, being on the list. There's no, absolutely no need to cut him, as far as I'm concerned, at the end of the year, because it's not like he's old. He's still a young player, and he can he can provide even if he's fringe 22 and spends more games than not in the VFL. He's he's going to be super handy for us. He's going to come up, play games, get his 20 disposals, kick a goal. Um, tackle a lot and 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 fill in for someone who's injured in the midfield if he doesn't even demand a spot himself from continued good form because um, he's got more strings to his bow than just a than just a a b grade uh, midfielder because the only thing that he he doesn't have is a standout feature like pace or something like that but if he can make it work for him he can make it work for him
2: mm.
0: um and uh, and and just quickly, Ed Curnow, after a sluggish start to the season, has been pretty good lately, of late as well. He's uh, found his mojo again. So, yeah, it's all coming together. Isn't isn't it nice to win games and everybody's uh, finding form at the same time? Yeah. Oh, and uh, and Bryce Gibbs' goal—that was pretty that. sweet. That was yeah. Close. Um, we we as, as we were told constantly, I didn't realise this before the game, but um. Collingwood have opted to play us in uh, all their milestone birthdays. And, and we also, thank them for that. thank <laughs> that. 25th, 50th, 75th, 100th and 125th birthday celebrations. Carlton have defeated Collingwood. Collingwood have gone into their...
2: You forgot about their first. That's why they oh, took us. I, I think, well,
0: our banner said that, didn't it? Um,
2: yeah.
0: Our, our banner but, said yeah, that, 125 years since we first beat you. Yeah, I
2: posted that, and that post has 55 likes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> riding the coattails jealous. of the banner maker, well done. <laughs>
0: he's, he's, he's counting
2: likes. <laughs> I, had to, I actually just went back to it and had a look just before, because I was curious.
0: You're a cheap or happy day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is nice to know that uh, we can chalk at least one win up every 25 years, no matter what's going on.
2: Well, I was someone posted that on a Carlton Facebook page. Um, you know, oh, good to know that you guys win at least one, once every twenty-five years. And I was like, buddy, we also beat you in five grand finals, and we're ahead on the head-to-head as well. So, Collingwood, I think, are a second-rate team. We certainly
1: are this year, anyway.
2: Oh, overall, I reckon. So, on, on, on the
1: um, the whole general sort of uh, way that the team has played and the, what the two wins mean that we've just had. Um, I think it's, it was, I saw the Sydney win coming because they're not playing fantastic football. They've got a lot of young kids in there as well. And I thought, right, here's our opportunity. And we just have to continue building on the form that we've been, um, uh, showing with the exception of the port game, um, where everything kind of fell apart. But the, the, if, if you take that game out of it, the, the underlying, um, trend has been that our structures have improved. We've played more flowing footy when we get the ball in our hand. Um, and defensively, we're becoming more solid and tight and, and rebounding better and better as each game has gone on. And I think that's just a testament to the, the coaching group and Bolton in particular, who, who's getting more and more out of all of these players. And some of them are makeshift or, or you know, older guys that we brought in, like, um, Alex Silvani, who's been absolutely fantastic in the two games he's played for us. I think that says a lot about the culture of the club and how well we're growing as a team. Um, so that would, the win against Sydney didn't surprise me at all. And we were in form going up against Collingwood. And again, that didn't surprise me either because the way that we played was able to really choke them out of the game, keep them at arm's length effectively the whole time. And I think all that's got to come from here is a bit more, um, improvement in, in stoppages and, and turning forward 50 entries into goals, which will come eventually and we've we've already got the makings of a fantastic team that we can see here even we're not even done with the rebuild but you can see what's happening and I think that's the most important thing out of these two wins. Now I'm sure we're going to talk about the Saints game soon but um I think it's important we keep that in mind when it comes to the Saints game.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um just just further to that, um, the Northern Blues have had a couple of wins in a row as well, and there's there's players all over the place that are you know, coming in the senior side, they're going back, they're performing again. There's there's a lot of players that have been knocking on the door from from the Northern Blues, and we seem to be building that system, um, sort of a bit of uniformity, where Northern Blues are actually playing players where Carlton want them to be played, um, although... Christian Jackson has t- tying himself back in defence again, so he's still still being treated as a swingman. But um, you know, Liam Jones is in fantastic form in the twos, and such that some people are saying, "Oh, we're going to have to give him a run. We're going to have to reward his form." I don't know who he'd got, come in for, and I don't really want that, him to come yeah, in. Yeah,
1: that's the problem. Is um, he's been playing a different role when he's really been shining. And so right. the question of who does he come in for is, um, is the big one. I mean, on his form at the moment, you'd have to pick him, but there needs to be a spot for someone to be picked on form as well. And there just kind of isn't one at the moment.
0: What's he doing? He's playing center half back, um, second ruck or something like well,
1: that. Well, he, he's, he's, he's spent time in defense and up forward, but there's been significant periods of games when we didn't have any other ruckmen. Um, so this last game that we played against, uh, was it Coburg, the last one we played? No Collingwood against Collingwood we had yeah, we played uh, Collingwood yeah we had uh, a lot of rucks in the team against Collingwood so I don't think he did he didn't do that much um, there but was played in various positions around the game which has kept him involved in the game and you can just see he seems switched on when he's playing he's chasing hard tackling he's intercept marking um, he's kicking well he's doing everything that you would ex- you know hope for a a, a younger player coming up and, and trying to demand a game at AFL level. Um, obviously, that's not who he is, but um, I think if we had a position like that available, if someone like, oh, I don't know, if someone like, um, uh, I was going to say, there was no Marchbank or McCready or someone like that to play in the back line, then he'd be an option to slot in there and have him swing between the back line or the forward line as needed. Um but it's just, we don't have that spot for them. No. That's what I reckon it, it comes down to.
2: It's a good position to be in um, because one thing you want is people in the seconds performing and, uh, you know, hitting their targets that they've been given to put their hand up for selection. But then you also need to take players out of the 22 to fit yeah. those ones in. And um, with our last two games, it's sort of hard to sort of see where, like, it's not, there's no real obvious candidates. No. There's a couple where everyone's got com- uh, common schools of thought, like carriage uh, and, that for maybe Fisher or Silvani, hmm. but there, there is no one who's had absolute stinkers where we're like, oh, this person needs to go.
1: So it's yeah. good to
2: sort of be in that position where we can actually start to maybe even rotate some of the younger players just for rests and game time and exposure. Yeah, that's a good point, Which is what that development is all about. Guys, um,
0: Matthew Lloyd and Kane Corns have come out and <laughs> uh, said <laughs> that <laughs> they were wrong.
2: Sorry, I just threw up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. I should have warned you, um, but uh, they were wrong about Carlton um, and uh, our list. Um, do you forgive them?
2: Did you see that Matthew Lloyd also just wrote an article calling saying that GWS players can't hack it when they start losing and start going the knuckle behind play, and that it's bad that they're sniping people uh, after you know his career. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't, I don't forgive them because I. Um... I would first have to take offense to what they said and for me to take offense I'd have to care about what they fucking thought and I don't yeah. so therefore there's no there's no yeah. need for me to forgive them there's no need for their apology they're just as irrelevant as they were before they said those stupid things well, and they're they, going they to They could have to be. I I I'd could still hang my hat before. on the fact that um that Lloyd
2: banned me on, um blocked me on Twitter because uh, when he said, he made a comment about Judd being a dirty player, so I sent him a picture of Sul laying on the ground and said, short memories, Lloyd, and he blocked me on Twitter.
1: (laughs) I'm just impressed he can understand how to use Twitter, the thick, freaking prick. Anyway,
2: he's probably pay someone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the, the articles that they've written, the things that they've said about our just totally not understanding why we got players from GWS, why we got why we get depth players uh, such as Palmer and, you know, he's only played one game this year. It's not like he's in every week. Um, they don't understand the reasoning for stuff. They just look at little isolated things and go, oh, you picked up some Deadwood from GWS. But that actually got us. That Deadwood gets us Marchbank. It gets us uh, Pickett or it gets us um, uh, Plowman last year. So they're not understanding the reasoning w- 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 why we did what we did and such, and how we've paid such a low price for players it could very well be elite. Yeah. Um they they, they they you know, it's really, really superficial analysis and as I was saying over the top of you guys a minute ago, they they, they could have written that for the RAW. Um and <laughs> <we> all, <laughs> you know, uh, such such was the, the, the level of uh, of understanding and analysis and it's So, uh, um yeah, good on you guys. Uh, no, said, no, if, um, yeah,
2: if um if if it's not like they're nobodies, and if they knew anything that they were talking about, chances are they'd be working for a club in list management right now. But Absolutely, they don't, yeah. so they're not. So they're writing articles that no one really wants to read.
0: Oh, no, Kane Corns goes on radio at, uh, once on um, Drive Oh, yeah, but that's... The yeah, play, play
2: radio. South Australia with, is the man on, on, on the radio too.
0: With, with the self, self-appointed self list manager, Terry Wallace, so they're in good company.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, far out. Star-studded <laughs> lineup.
0: Yep. Uh, let's let's move on, guys, and uh, let's do pre-game pep talk.
1: Pre-game pep talk.
0: On Saturday, 2 at Eddie Had, Carlton take on St. Kilda. Um, guys, <laughs> I don't know where to start with this one. St. So Kilda had the, had the wood on us last year, something chronic. They were the, they were two of the most disappointing games for us because we were, we were smashed from start to finish, never in those games and they ran us off our feet. We just looked so slow and second rate. Um, I'm interested to see St. Kilda have improved a lot. From, from since then, um, I'm just interested to see whether we can close the gap because we have more pace either in our side or that can can come in our side. So, with that in mind, uh, what what sort of changes should we make?
1: I think I think some extra speed in would be ideal. But what you said there I, is definitely what we should be looking to do out of this game, and that's close the gap on them um not necessarily go out there and think that we're gonna choke them down um, and win the game. I think what we want to do is or what we want to see is us being highly competitive against the team whose strengths being speed and ball and the speed of their ball movement um, being the sort of kryptonite to our style of play and I want to see us, uh, fight against that for four quarters consistently. And regardless if they outscore us two, three goals a, a quarter, um, that consistent effort, I think, is going to be the main thing. But to help us do that, I think we really should be bringing Cunningham in, um, perhaps in place of... It seems a bit harsh, but um, Kerridge, he he tackled a lot and he was uh, good for pressure acts, but he didn't get a lot of the ball and what we could really use is uh, someone who gets the ball a lot there. It might be a game where he shines, though, um, finding space, getting from contest to contest, and, and and playing as that link man. So, I don't know, it's a bit of a tough call. Cunningham's um, form in the twos has been really, really good, though. So And the amount of speed that he brings is, is probably pivotal in this game. So, I'd, I'd like to see him come into the team. I'm just not sure for who whom. Yeah. Is it for who well, or for whom?
0: I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> well, he, but, but, but um, yeah, you're right. Carriage is, is definitely one, and because um, he's not, he's not overly quick. Uh, Billy Schmitz um, didn't have a good game on the weekend, really. Yeah, um, he, he's been okay at times, and I actually like him. I but, do as well. Um, he, he's, he's another one that could potentially make way if we were looking at two uh, faster players come in. Bokhurst has also been very good in the, in the VFL um the last few weeks. And Fisher's coming back from injury. So there's two faster players. Where the Fisher's just a bit too undersized yet to take on the Saints, I don't know. But, you know, certainly somebody with a bit of closing speed and tenacity, um, could be, could be handy. So I'm, I'm okay with if we do, if we make the two changes and, uh, Cunningham, Boker, slash Fisher, uh, in for Kerridge and Smets. Um, I don't think, well, I, I don't know that we miss out too much in the clearances with carriage. With, with he gets a couple, but he's not a, a huge clearance player. No, nah, it's uh, not the role
1: he's been playing for us. Or if nah, he was, he did it really badly.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would, I'd love to see Baker. He seems to be the forgotten man. Um, so uh, Yeah, I, you anyway.
1: know, I, I hate to be negative towards him because I've always really wanted to see him succeed as well. But the games that I saw of him playing on the VFL, and it was really good to have a couple of those streams up to be able to watch. Um, he did get a lot of the ball, um, and and he generally used it okay. But there were still moments in there where you're like, what are you what are you doing? And was to me, it didn't really seem like he was being particularly damaging with his disposal. And he's yeah. still not playing with a hard edge where he can go in there, get his own ball. and and, you know rip it off someone else, lay big tackles when he needs to. He's still playing that outside role. He's getting a bit of the ball for sure, but for me, if if you're only going to be 90% outside like he is and what a lot of people would call it as a soft footballer sort of thing, you're you're waiting on the outside for the receive to go and pass the ball off. You've got to be elite in your kicking. You've got to be so damaging with your kicking that it makes it worthwhile having you in there um, and, and not really... Laying any physical pressure onto the opposition, and I don't think, from what I've seen in those VFL games, that he's doing that.
0: Okay. Um, tagging wise, who do we put work into?
1: There's too many of them. One of the Stevens got uh, suspended, which is nice, uh, mm. <laughs> but uh, the other one is uh, is he's pretty good at the footballs. So um, yeah. they've got so many small mids running around uh, St Kilda, and that's where their league speed and ball movement comes from. So. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think I think they're going to have to be pretty flexible on that.
0: One of the one player that I that I wanted in the draft um, last, not the, the year before last, was Jay Gresham. Uh, I, I could tell he was going to be a very good player, and he's uh, he's really starting to step up, and he's hurting hurting teams on the scoreboard as well. So he he is somebody that gets all over the ground um, pretty quickly. So uh, I don't mind if if. Because he, because he does have a pretty good tank, he does get all over the ground if Kerno went to him. But maybe he's not quite a number one midfielder to take on just yet. But it'll be interesting. Um, you know, we'd like to shut down a little bit of those playmakers and uh, the ones that, that really hurt with their disposal. I don't. I haven't watched the Saints an awful lot as to see. Uh, I certainly know that um, we'll need to put some work into. Um, Getting a decent defender on Nick Rewald and uh, and Josh Bruce. Yeah, um, are we are we thinking the the the, the two two monster?
1: Well, uh, apparently there's a bit of talk that Rewald won't be playing, but um, mm-hmm. Bruce and Membry... That are will both, help us. Yeah, well, Bruce and memory though, are still both very capable forwards, especially against us. It would seem. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I
2: reckon. Um, Bruce and Membry could definitely cut us up.
1: Yeah, they've got. Uh, they're really good out in the lead, they're really good in front of goals when the when the ball's on the deck as well. Um, so we've really got to stop that delivery to them in the forward line. Yep, yeah. I reckon a good, a good team defence will be the way to sort of stop them because they're
2: both really good forwards in, in the air and on the ground and they know where the goals are and I reckon they're the ones that are going to hurt us and they're the ones that are going to beat us but St Kilda's spreading speed will get them to Bruce and Membry who know how to find space before we can set up so I think this is going to end pretty poorly for us. I can see this. Um, their game style is very similar to Port Adelaide, like real quick. Yeah. Um, and I, I can see this getting pretty ugly if if, if we let it. Um, we can who, sort who, of try and stem the bleeding, but I don't I don't think it'll be ninety points. But I reckon St Kilda will have us covered pretty easily.
0: Who who, who do who will we play on those guys? So assuming Rewald doesn't play, I assume if Rewald did play, that uh, Alex will be the one to go go with him, but. Uh, and, and Sam Rowe seems likely for
2: Bruce. But if Riewoldt was playing in the past, we've had Jamison, who's always pushed Riewoldt far and wide and run with him because he's an endurance player, and but stopped him from marking inside the 50. I don't know yeah. if we can have someone to do something similar to Bruce and Membry to sort of keep them far out rather than in close. Um, yeah, you Mem- can sort of Membrick's push them out not wide. Well.
0: He, he's obviously a quicker leading player. He's good overhead as well. Does it seem like a Marchbank ploughman or you'd you'd like to play Silvani on him if world doesn't play, and let those guys um, Marchbank and uh, come across, leave his men and come across uh, to help out? Is that the will sort Doherty of thing?
2: Will be our loose man or
1: Marchbank this week. I think it might rotate between a lot of players. I think, and so will the matchups too. When it comes down to what you know, whether silvani and Rowe, who they play on. I think there's a sneaky outside chance that one of those guys might be dropped, rested, um, just to to get the more mobile players, especially if Rewalt doesn't play, then we might see one of those tall, you know, genuine key position defenders dropped just to get the balance of the team right. Wow, we should put Andrew Walker on Mill.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> in the stands.
1: Yeah, it, I know it is, but um, you you've got to pick a team to try and win the game, I guess.
0: And, um, so, so that would be who would be the like most likely one to go out of those? Play on them. or um or or Rowe?
1: No, I think one is of Roe slow, Rowe. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, uh, it might be Rowe. he hasn't put a foot wrong this this year. Um, yeah, but, but the matchups. I, I know exactly, what you mean. It comes yeah. down
2: to matchups, especially especially for the back half. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the forward half is rarely decided on matchups like that, but the defense is always decided by matchups. Can, can, can there's, we? Give... There's no job.
0: Yeah? Sorry, sorry. I'll just, I'll just. Can we give Paul Plowman a break and not put him on a Jamie Elliott tie? Poor <laughs> oh God. Jeez.
1: but he's been doing a sterling job of it, playing on a medium he, sort he, of. Board. He, he did well.
0: I mean, Elliot did. Elliot was, you know, he's too fleet of foot for play on, but he, you know, he got back there quickly on one, one occasion and beat him off and yeah. stuff like that. But, 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 uh gee, that's a tough ass when you're <laughs> when you're running into a empty back <laughs> line with with Elliot right there with you. Um, You know, yeah. it, it it seems. I, man, yeah, you'd think Doherty or somebody like that should be playing on a man, but we're playing him as a, as a loose defender a lot. So
2: the, the the way that you beat Bruce is um you let him run into an open goal in the goal square.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just get out of his way.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you just Magnus let him get ol-
0: the post. Magnets to the post and the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> You just like if you see him running for goal, just get away. Just let him run into the open goal. That's how you beat Bruce.
1: start <laughs> clapping the goal before he's even kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I think it's going to be a tough, tough ask for um. At, at least the defence um, that we're playing, the style of defence uh, across the back six, and even involving a couple of the midfielders, is going to hopefully make entries difficult as long as we're on our toes and. Uh, and minimize the turnovers, that's where they're really going to hurt us. If we turn the ball over at half forward or in the middle, um, they're, they're the way that they get the ball forward into their, um, you know, and kick goals is, is just going to be lightning. And if we want to look after our defenders, unlike what we did against Port, then we need to not turn the ball over, actually control it and, and get those possession chains to lock the ball in our forward 50 for periods of time as well
0: yeah, look, the way we beat Collingwood, even though they're nowhere near as fast as St. Kilda or clean with their hands, is is, you might notice uh, we, as soon as somebody gets the ball, we were charging up to them. We we, we were actually putting it, sprinting up to them to put pressure on their next disposal. Mm. So, um, and they were getting a lot of turnovers that way. So we weren't letting them having, like we have in the past, we'll corral for 10 metres away or think, well, we're not going to get there, so we'll run along beside them. Just so that man can't get past me, but he's still got a uh uncontested disposal, if you like, where there's no pressure on the kick yeah. so we 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 did do that we did ch- have set somebody and they seemed to know their role, whose turn it was to go, and put pressure on the guy with the ball and and uh and that was allowing our defenders to get into position so well. Um, because it it was making them rush their kicks. So we've we've got to do that St Kilda. They do it probably better than the Bulldogs were doing it last year. They are absolutely manic St Kilda. Um, And so we've got to at least match them in that so that their skills don't have time to um, come to fruition. Mm. So um, I don't have faith in our midfielder to be able to do that um, three weeks in a row, Mm. Uh, you know, because the, the, the opposition's better. Um, and our midfield not as deep. But, gee, if they do... Um,
1: yeah, we did, we cool. did a hope that what, what we lack in experience and perhaps skill and depth in the midfield, um, we can make up for with uh, the team plan and um, and, yep. and playing as, as a team. That, that's the only yep. way we're going to make up that difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like we're all expecting St. Kilda to kill to little win. We don't need to give margins no, and stuff. No, by
1: like that. ten goals. What are you seriously joking? Or what? <laughs> oh, <geez.
0: laughs> no, you can't do that. You me do
2: who it, who you. makes such outlandish <laughs> prediction, predictions like that? That's just I don't know
1: where that's coming Fantasyland from. Fantasyland rubbish. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll hope against hope. It's going to be a tough ask, but uh, if we at least. Uh, show the competitiveness of the last couple of weeks, we've got to be happy with that because yep. we go on places long term.
2: Absolutely. But, um, Although, um, if St Kilda do beat us, it will put them one step further into the eight um, and help force Richmond out of the eight. So that's one positive to look at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If we the- can
2: solidify everyone else in the eight, um, I think Richmond are most likely to miss and uh, if we can help that any way possible, um, yep. it's good. All for it.
0: It'll be far. It'll be far better if it, uh, Richmond drop out of the eight in round twenty-three. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, guys, thanks very much. Uh, we had a lot to cover, and uh, and uh, it's good that we could actually get. Uh, a panel together tonight To be able to do this because, yeah. Hello uh, everybody uh, Waiting back there in the thread Saying we're the hell of our podcast We've been winning And you guys are pretty slack And uh, yeah we know And yes for everybody else Who here does listen to the end I, We know you want maybe We understand <laughs> Right We're doing the best ourselves We're not chopped liver Right But uh, uh, maybe is uh, She's got other things on her mind At the moment As uh, you no doubt know On the boards We uh, We can lead a horse
2: to we're water we're doing
1: everything we can i've been sending threatening anonymous anonymous emails i've been calling her late at night and just heavy breathing
2: if, if anyone else knows how to how to get um, you know a, a woman's attention um, please send in some advice for us yeah. because uh, <laughs> i think yes. i think we might need some help here
0: um, thanks very much for coming in Chandol, and happy to
2: thank you you're all welcome
0: and uh <laughs> All we can say uh this weekend, once again, go blue baggers. Blue baggers bye bye. Trying to
1: love you with all of my mind.
0: I'm the soul challenger.